Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Back again. I told you, camp starts, we get all the players, we get all the coaches, we get the interviews, we get the press conferences, and... Hey, might as well keep it going. Gators break down busy, 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 getting ready for football season with full ball camp starting. We're just going to hit the ground running. We're just going to keep it busy. I uh, stay busy, but, uh, you know, just going just gonna to keep giving it to you guys. It's out there. Might as well, uh, you know, this will be a little bit shorter of, a, shorter of an episode, but it's going to keep the train rolling. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching live on YouTube right now or if you're watching the replay. helps us out right here on Gators Breakdown. Share that you're listening to Gators Breakdown. A few of you have done that on Twitter in the last couple hours or so. You know, sharing the episode, uh, showing pictures that you're listening to the episode. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep the uh, Gators Breakdown train rolling on social media as well. But everybody, thank you so much uh, there for uh, all the interaction and all the shares uh, there for listening to the episode. So... We finally got to hear from Emory Jones. I uh, didn't get to hear from him at SEC Media Days. I uh, didn't get to hear from him last week when uh, Florida brought uh, about, I think, what, six players uh, talking to the media. And But first week of fall camp, we do get Emory Jones finally. We also get to hear from tight ends coach Tim Brewster, uh, Kamari Gamble as well, uh, the tight end for the Gators, uh, talking to the media today. So, um, you know, I think we were all hoping we would get Dan Mullen. I mean, we knew we weren't going to get Dan Mullen today. I think Dan Mullen – for now, is scheduled to speak on Thursday this week. So, of course, all the Jadon Hill rumors and reports out there, uh, I guess we'll probably have to wait uh, until Thursday if Mullen even mentions it. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where that one goes. So, all right, plenty, plenty to get in here. As I said, uh, not uh, not not a full hour episode probably, unless I just go really long here. But uh, uh, just a preview for later on this week. Brett Ciancia of Pick Six Previews will be on the next episode of Gators Breakdown. Uh, will Miles, of course, co-host every week, will join me for that episode as well. So uh, that'll be uh, yeah um, Tuesday. So that will be the next episode of Gators Breakdown. Uh, pick six previews, of course, uh, led by Brett Ciancia. They had the Gators in the playoff last year. Of course, we know what happened there. So we'll see what Brett thinks about the Gators heading into 2021 on the next episode of Gators Breakdown. One more time, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown. If you haven't done so yet, check out Gators Breakdown Plus. For little as $3 a month, you can get extra Gators Breakdown content. All right, let's get into it. Emory Jones. Stepped up to the podium today. Give us his insight a little bit. And uh, I got to ask him a question and wanted to bring it up, you know, of being Dan Mullen's first quarterback signing at Florida. If there's any added pressure, any added pressure there. And if also he thought it would take till year four to become the starting quarterback for the Gators. We know he was recruited in 2018. It was thought to be the ideal fit. I don't think any, if you asked any of us, I guarantee you, 
99% of us would have never thought Emory Jones, it would have taken until the 2021 season for him to get the starting role for the Gators. But here's his thoughts on it. It doesn't uh, really add a lot of pressure to me. It actually made me feel a little bit better. You know, um, I'm the guy that he chose to go with um, when he first got here. So, I mean, that makes me actually feel better. But, I mean, I did not know it was going to take this long. But, I mean, I was getting better every day and developing. And that's all he preached to me. And, I mean, we're here now. Here we go. Here now. That's what uh... – Emory Jones had to say there, and uh, he is absolutely here now as the starting quarterback for the Gators. And yeah, there's no way in our imagination we would have ever thought it would take him this long. But he is the guy now, been sprinkled here and there uh, for the last couple of years uh, to, to get some get some playing time. And uh, now it is his turn to go for the Gators, ramped up, ready to go. He's here now. Look, I go back to that Dan Mullen story, of course, and uh, talking uh, and him discussing. Um, you know, the story of getting Emory Jones and how it came about of uh, Emory and um, of you know, Emory Jones reached out to him when he was hired at Florida and said, I want to be your quarterback. Emory Jones was committed to Ohio State at one time, decommitted from Ohio State. The prevailing thought out there was, okay, he's going to go to Alabama. Well, he didn't go to Alabama, he went to Florida. He wanted to be developed by Dan Mullen, wanted to be led by Dan Mullen in his career. It's taken a little bit longer than most people have thought. He's bided his time, waited his time, uh, had the perfect example and Kyle Trask in front of him of what waiting uh, can do. And look, I don't blame anybody for transferring out there. And nobody would have blamed Emory Jones for transferring. But stuck it out, had, like I said, the perfect example in front of him with Kyle Trask. And uh, now it's his team. It's his turn. It's ready to go uh, there for for, uh, Emory Jones. So um, you look at it that way. And he's uh, he's learned so much in the last couple of years, and that's what he had to do. Uh, And nobody, nobody in their right mind would have blamed Emory Jones for going out there and and transferring away and to go get some more playing time somewhere. But, you know, he's been sprinkled in here or there, gotten enough playing time, gotten his feet wet, gotten to learn from Dan Mullen for three years, gotten to learn from Felipe France, got to learn from from, from Kyle Trask, being able to take all that together, and, and now it's his turn. So... He's, he, you know, he's ready to improve, getting the team ready. He's getting the team ready right now. The team's getting behind him, but uh, we'll get into his thoughts of, you know, getting the team ready and where he can improve heading into this year. I've just been taking the mental approach, um, just trying to get his team ready. Uh, my leadership, just just trying to um, corral the team in different ways and and just, uh, just trying to get better every day. And, I mean, we've been making big strides as a team. So, I mean, I'm very excited just mentally. Just trying to um, just make myself more comfortable in different situations and and, and be able to to um, just make things work in different situations when everything isn't going the way it's supposed to. And um, leadership-wise, I mean, we're going to face adversity. Um, you don't know when we're going to face adversity in a game uh, this year. And I mean, I've just been trying to find different ways to to uh, bring the team together and um, get us back on track whenever that time comes. When I say in January, we created a group chat with all the um, running backs, receivers, and tight ends. And I mean, I mean, I test them every day in the group chat, a time, and all of them will be there. A day takes me whenever, and I'm, I mean, I'm available, and I'm, and I'll just show up, and we just get some work in. Get some work in, getting the guys together. And look, 
I remember when going back to 2018, and that was a big step in this offense and coming from coming from Jim McElwain and then coming from Dan and going to a Dan Mullen-led offense and Felipe Franks leading the way. One of the big things they had to do was get the quarterback and the wide receivers and the pass catchers, uh, that includes the tight ends and the running backs as well, getting together and getting together and and, and, and trying to you know work in the offseason. Football is more than just the – the four weeks of spring practice and then getting together for fall camp in there. You've got to work in between spring and when fall camp starts. You know, these quarterbacks and these wide receivers, they have to get together. They have to get some timing down. A lot of that is done off the, you know, off the practice field in spring practice and fall camp. It's done in the heat of the summer, uh, you know, the rest of spring, all, all that stuff. You know, these guys have to come together uh, faster, um, Especially with a coaching change now, but now you got a quarterback change, and these guys have to come 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 together faster. And especially everything Florida has, uh, you know, lost going from Pitts to Tony and Grimes last year to so much change. You know, it has to be there. And luckily, you know, they they've they've worked with Henry Jones uh, since he's been here in 2018. A lot of these guys have been together as backups, practicing together. And this ain't, this isn't the first offseason they've been able to do this. Uh, but now with your as you you being the guy, all the reps are even more valuable now uh, there for Emory Jones. So, and look, getting for, for Emory Jones, it's about improvement and a lot of things we just haven't seen a whole lot of, you know, and he talked about things he can improve and the mental side, you know, can he make the right checks at the line, get the offense in a better situation? Can the team rally behind him? You know, those are, those are things we just need to see more of. I'm not saying they can't happen. And just by me asking the question, I'm not saying those things can't happen. But these are things we need to see and we just haven't seen yet. Um, you know, the, the, the adversity side. How's he going to handle getting hit multiple times more, more, more so than he, than he has before so far? Uh, what happens if he throws the pick six and then, then, look, he has to go right back out there as the quarterback again. He hasn't had to do that in the past he makes a mistake in the past well the starting quarterback's going back out there now you have to be the one to throw it away come back out there and lead another drive uh and bounce back you gotta bounce back right away also getting into the flow of a game i always go back to when kyle trask took over uh in, in 2019 and the few games but um you know, there was a few games when he took over he had to stop holding the ball for so long. Kyle Trask was sitting there holding the ball, getting hit over and over again, uh, fumbling the ball. Uh, you know, right when he first took over, that was an issue Kyle Trask had. Eventually, it got better, and he went on to great things. Felipe Franks, it took a while for him to become a willing runner in Dan Mullen's offense and to use that as an advantage in his game. So, you know, what little nuance is Emory Jones going to have to work on? And a lot of those we're not going to know till they get out there. You know, Kyle Trask, I'm sure it caught him by surprise sometimes the speed of the game and him holding on to the ball too long. That was something he needed to fix, and he went and fixed it. Uh, you know, he made that improvement throughout the season uh, in 2019, and it was not hardly even an issue in 2020. So uh, I know those are things you grow from. What little nuance will we find out from Emory Jones that, you know, he will, he will need to work on and you know, hopefully have figured out by week three when Alabama rolls into town. So, you know, those are things right there uh, that I do think, um, you know, Emory Jones, those are things we're just going to have questions on until we actually see it uh, there in person and, and, and um, how he improves himself, uh, what he's improved on from his time, uh, you know, these first three seasons, but also what he can improve on, uh, and that's not nothing. That's nothing we're going to know until he gets out there on the field. But what he can improve on when the Gators start playing some football games. What does he learn? 
How does he learn it? How does he process it and get better the very next week? So we heard, heard from Tim Brewster the first time in this fall camp as well. And uh, he goes into – and look, guys, you're going to – you are, you already know you probably have already listened to Tim Brewster uh, before, but he is a, a welcome ball of energy uh, here for, for for the skater coaching staff and how he presents himself and everything he brings to the table. I mean, not only just as a coach, but I can tell you right here, you know, having press conferences and media and and all that good stuff with him, it uh, he's he gives you more than enough, <laughs> more than enough. So I had to cut a whole lot out just to, to just to fit all of uh, the three minutes I'm allowed to show uh, of these press conferences here for, for, from Tim Brewster. But he really goes into how the rest of the offense can help Emory and the quarterbacks. We got to make the quarterback right. We got to give him confidence. We got to make plays. We got to make catches that are, you know, maybe we're not supposed to make. We got to keep him ahead of the chains. We, we can't put him in situations where we're behind the chains and we're in third and long a bunch. We've got to do a great job on first and second down of keeping our quarterbacks, you know, on schedule. You know, we want to keep those guys on schedule. And, and Emery and Ant, those guys right now, I mean, they're playing really, really well. They're playing really well. And they, they're playing with great confidence. And I really like, you know, our, our receivers, I think, are very dynamic. We've got a dynamic group of receivers. But again, as an offensive line unit, we've got to take amazing pride in keeping our quarterbacks clean. Ten offensive guys have got to be totally committed to making it right for the quarterback. Man, tell you, the ball of energy there, tight end coach Tim Brewster. And he's right. I mean, it's not it's not just going to be on the on the quarterback. You know, as good as Kyle Trask was last year, what was he without Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts? And so you know, with a shift in offense, you know, it's going to take a whole team effort on the offensive side of the ball for this offense to to, to figure some things out along the way. And uh, a lot of confidence from the look at the last couple of years in the quarterback position and the confidence they've been able to have in the wide receivers they've had. You go back to Freddie Swain and Van Jefferson and, and Josh Hammond, Tyree Cleveland. You know, Felipe Franks and Kyle Trask were very confident in those guys to, to be uh, in position to make plays. They were veteran wide receivers, uh, a lot of those guys were. And you knew they were putting in the work and the quarterbacks were putting in the work with them. There was a lot of confidence there in the, from the quarterback and wide receiver relation there, and especially last season. You go back, Kyle Trask could throw the pits and he knows he's coming down with the ball more times than not. Uh, you, you go back and look at it, you know, drop three, five, seven-step drop, didn't matter, throw it to the corner of the end zone against Georgia, throw it in the corner of the end zone versus Alabama, who's coming down with it? Kyle Pitts was the one coming down with it. So, you know, big-time you know, big players make big-time plays. Now we got to see if that can translate one more time. We saw it translate from 2019 to 2020. Will it translate from 2020 to 2021? A lot of options out there. Uh, and look, as Jacob Copeland, Emory Jones, they've worked together in the last three seasons. Jacob Copeland uh, or uh, Emory, Emory Jones and Kamori Gamble, the tight end, they've worked a lot together. You know, there's a lot of um, – there's while there's some newness on offense in terms of starters, there's, there's a lot of pieces that have worked together uh, there uh, on the offensive side of the ball the last few years. So a lot of it now – is just going to be trusting the offensive line. And what Tim Brewster said, you know, as a tight ends coach, you know, he can speak to offensive line a little bit too. Tight ends are asked to help the offensive line block. 
And, you know, him to single out every position here that's important of helping Emory Jones in the transition of this offense. And it points to the offensive line that there's got to be confidence there. Your quarterback's got to be able to trust your offensive line. Now, of course, Emory's got a little bit of mobility, or not a little bit, a lot of mobility to his game. He can help the offensive line as well. But when he's, you know, it's third and 13, and more than likely, yeah, you can probably scramble for a pass, but you don't want to have to do that every third and 13. You don't want to have to scramble for a first down every time. You're going to have to trust your offensive line to give you the protection to complete a pass that needs to go 13, 14, 15 yards uh, to complete the first complete the first down. That's got to happen, you know. So, you know, he, he's got to be able to look to his right side. And Gene Lance is not playing Ole uh, there in the passing game. It's the, you know, the issue we saw there last year. He's got to be able to trust. His blind side. Richard Garage is taking over for Stone Forsyth there at that last tackle position. That's just going to be his blind side. He's got to be able to trust that. And then trust also that the, the, the offensive line is just going to help in the run game as, uh, as well, but more so uh, in, in pass blocking and knowing when he's got to drop back the pass that, that he has a lot of confidence uh, in, in those guys. So I, I like what Tim Brewster said. And basically every position in offense, it's, it's not just on quarterback. Those the, the the all other ten guys have to help in the transition in the growth of an offense with the new quarterback. It's not just going to be on Emory Jones. All right, so let's keep on going and a, a changing uh, a change on offense. Well, you know, don't necessarily tell Emory Jones that. Don't necessarily tell Kamori Gamble that. Uh, both those guys, uh, you know, have some thoughts on uh, the, uh, the 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 change in offense here. For the Gators, I mean, Coach Mullen, he definitely um, uses his offense around the quarterback, and I mean, whatever like type style of quarterback you are, I mean, he's gonna make it happen. But for me, just different just a skill set. Um, I feel like I can do anything on the field. I think the offense, we we're not changing anything for anybody. Emory's gonna be a good fit for our offense we got right now. I don't think we're changing anything. We've been playing with Emory all since since he got here since in practice. I feel like. I think we already connected. I feel like we shouldn't like. I mean, it's a little thing we should work on, but I feel like we we there with Emory already. Already there with Emory already. Welcome to hear there from a, a skilled player, a tight end there, Kamori Gamble. And look, if this offense is going to change, it's going to change because like, the play calling doesn't necessarily have to change. If it's if it changes a little bit, of course there's going to be more design runs. You have a quarterback that 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 can do that. But also, you have a stable of running backs. So if it changes, it's going to change just because of, you know, it's not this drastic change in saying Emory Jones can't do that. But you're going to rely on a running back stable that goes five deep, you know, as long as the run blocking's there. You're going to rely on a quarterback that can make some plays with his legs. So, of course, the offense is going to change in that regard. I think the way to look at it is, look, we're not changing the offense because Emory can't do it. We're changing the offense because this is uh, – this, this is a way to go about it with the personnel that we have. It's not, And th- I think there's going to be times when Emory Jones is probably asked to throw 35, maybe close to 40 times a game. That, that, that might come. And there's a good chance that's going to come at some point. And I think there's confidence that Emory Jones can do that. But you're going to call different plays uh, according to well, how a defense is going to play. Uh, uh, you don't have Kadarius Tony, Kyle Pitts. Um, you have a stable of running backs that goes five deep, so it's it's going to change in that regard. But it, you know, this you know play calling, I think, is going to be a lot of the same. You're going to see a whole lot of the the same plays again. It's just they're going to look a little bit different. Emory, when he drops back, if his first read, maybe second read's not there, well, he's going to take off and run. It's going to be the same passing plays we saw Kyle Trask complete, but 
Kyle Trask is going through his progression, may find his third, fourth wide receiver. Emory Jones has the option to take off if need be, take off if he wants to. That that that's the difference, you know. And I think what Kamori, you know, Gamble saying, yeah, you know, it's it's not changing just because Emory can't do what some of Kyle Trask did and what Felipe Franks did. It's just changing because of the kind of personnel we have. If we need to go and and run kind of the same offense we saw last year, it can be done. Uh, and Emory Jones said, well, it's going to adapt to what I can do. It's going to adapt to what I can do. It's the same offense, but it's going to adapt to what I can do. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm going. And, I, and I've led, you know, this kind of whole Dan Mullen train the last uh, few weeks when he was asked about it at SEC media days. And we've kind of discussed it here too. It's, it's just an offense now. There's no such thing as the um, dual threat quarterback offense. There's not really the, the passing offense. This is just Dan Mullen's offense now. And he, he's been able to adapt. He's been able to grow. Now you, you get the quarterback that can run and pass, you're going to see a lot of the same passing concepts that you saw with contrast, just a little bit less, uh, just now a little bit more running to go along with it. It's going to be a lot of the same offense uh, there. So that probably sounded a whole little confusing there, but uh, <laughs> toward the beginning of it, it's kind of flustered there uh, toward the beginning of, uh, of losing all these sound clips, but I got them back. We were back here uh, ready to go. So, all right. Lastly, we get a deep dive into the tight end room from tight end coach Tim Brewster here. I mean, he, he, he really goes into detail. You know, of course, Florida has to replace Kyle Pitts, but uh, the Brewster says the development is there for these guys to continue. Great tight end play for the Gators. We've got a couple of guys that I think it can step up. Uh, I'm, I'm all about player development, okay? I pride myself on my ability to truly teach the fundamentals of the game, uh, developmental aspects of the game. Uh, I truly believe in the mantra of next man up. And so Kamari Gamble has an amazing opportunity. Keon Zipper, Zipper has an amazing opportunity to step up and embrace this, this, this opportunity to play tight end for the Florida Gators, which is it's extremely important to both those two young men about being a Florida Gator, what it means to be a Florida Gator. And, and, and so each and every day we're just stacking bricks. We're working on the fundamentals of the game. When you leave the field, you did one of two things. You got worse or you got better. And I demand that my players get better. I love the challenge, okay? Everybody said, we're going to miss Kyle Pitts. What are we going to do without Kyle Pitts? Well, guess what? Kamari Gamble is going to be the best tight end in the SEC. You know, what do you think about that? You know, what do you think about Keon Zipper, you know, his contribution to our, to our team? I'm going to tell you what, guys, Jonathan Odom, Jonathan Odom has stepped up and become a player quickly. I mean, his advancement from last year to this year with Nick Savage in the strength department is nothing short of amazing. This guy's doing some really good things. I'm excited about him. I'm excited about my, 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 my freshman, Nick Elksness, Gage Wilcox. They've come in and really showed. I'm going I'm to tell you what, it, you'd be hard-pressed in America you know, to, better, to have a better, more complete tight end room than what I have. I'm all about being a complete player. You're not going to send a guy in to catch a pass. Another guy goes in to block. I mean, you know, we're, we're looking to, to build complete tight ends. And, and, and so, I, you, know, we're, you know, whoever plays for us is going to be really good. I've got tremendous confidence in my guys. I'm not going to be able to do the exact same things with Kamari Gamble and and Keon Zipper and Jonathan Odom and Nick Elksness, Gage. You know, we're not going to do the same things, but we're going to fit what they can do really well 
to what we're going to do in a game. If I keep my head on right and my if I uh, keep grinding how I'm grinding, I think I could be the best tight end in the nation, not just the SEC. Cal Pitts is Cal Pitts, so again, and I'm Kimari Gamble. Uh, well, Cal Pitts, one thing Cal Pitts did tell me that the grind, just grind every day. Don't let nothing, don't let fatigue slow you down. Just keep grinding, keep grinding, fight through everything. And that's what he did, and that made him great. And that's why he's a great player today. We got Keon Zebra. Like me and Keon said, we, we, don't, we don't consider me or him a starter. We both, we both gonna play a lot. Then we got, uh, uh, then we got uh, Odom. Trying to know, he's a great player. He's, he's still coming along. He's learning everything. He's getting better each and every day. He's a, he's, he's a very, very smart player. He knows the game. Then we got Nick Elsness, who's a tough, Oh, I'm gonna cuss. He's he's tough. He's a tough. Um, <laughs> he's trying to cuss. He's tough, and um, he's tall and long. He's fast. He, he's athletic. And then we got um, the new tight end that came in. He's uh he's pretty athletic to me. He I feel like he could be a great um, tight end coming up in the next few years if you guys keep watching out for him. And yeah, I think we all gonna be good this year. I've been building a very good chemistry with those guys. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Kamori Gamble, he's been here for a while. I mean, that's a guy I've been throwing to for a couple of years. Uh, we got Zipper behind him. Um, he's been, I mean, busting his tail the whole offseason. Uh, Jonathan Odom coming in. I mean, those guys are ready. I feel very uh, confident in that position. Emory Jones, very confident in the tight end position there. And look, I mean, why, why wouldn't you be? First of all, going back to Tim Brewster, I mean, he says you know, basically getting guys that love to be Gators, especially in talking about Kamori Gamble and Keon Zipper were there. And, you know, now that the, the most of the replacing, quote unquote, replacing tight ends is on their uh, replacing Kyle Pitts is on their shoulders. And look, you're not replacing Kyle Pitts. And, you know, he said it best. You know, we're going to ask them guys, we're going to ask those guys to do what they can do. You're not going to ask those guys to be Kyle Pitts. Nobody's going to be Kyle Pitts. So, uh, of course, you adapt to what those guys can do. And there's a lot of uh, adaptation, uh, adapting to this year's offense uh, when you look at that, and that's one of them there. Um, love the confidence there in Tim Brewster and Kamori Gamble, best tight end in the SEC. And, look, I mean, they showed up uh, last year. When Kyle Pitts got hurt in the Georgia game, Kamori Gamble was there catching touchdowns. Keon Zipper had a big catch and run early in that game for the Gators. Go to the Arkansas game the next week. Both of those guys are really involved in the offense again as well. So you know, those guys flashed, flashed a lot last season, kind of showed you their potential uh, to, as this, you know, as as they are going to be asked upon, you know, this year to have uh, to, to have more contributions in this Gator offense. So, but I mean, so many options that multiple. Brewster, Gamble, Emery all went down the list of the tight ends the Gators have this year and plenty of options. It's still going to be led by Gamble and Zipper and, and maybe some two tight end sets. Um, Zipper, you know, H-back role a little bit as well. But so many options there. And you heard Jonathan Odom's name brought up, and he's somebody uh, I think the Gators are going to you know rely on too, and especially in the red zone. Emory Jones saying he's a big target, go up and get it and come down with it. Well, there you go. That leads you to believe – uh, the, the type of uh, target he can become, you know, I think now, especially third downs at red zone as well. Nick Elksness, the true freshman tight end, come from Jacksonville, by all accounts had a really, really good spring uh, when he's there. Um, 
big, powerful run after the catch as well. That was uh, something he showed in the spring, something he showed in high school as well. So, you know, th- there you go. You're not asking these guys to be the strong hybrid wide receiver slash tight end that Kyle Pitts was. You're going to ask these guys to be, you know, more blockers, maybe better blockers earlier in their career than Kyle Pitts did improve in that role in his uh, his last year for, for, for the Gators. But you're going to be asking these guys to line up off the end line, be an H-back, provide some blocking, you know, maybe from the backfield on the end line, uh, and, you know, be um, – yeah, probably more of a 50-50 role. You know, if you if you wanted to say what Kyle and some of these guys maybe more blockers than passers, you know, that's what that's different than what Kyle Pitts brought to the table. Yes, he can block. Yes, he got better as a blocker, but also uh, he, he was you know could be that he was labeled that slash for a reason. Uh, the the the, uh, the tight end hybrid slash. You're not going to get that too much from from, from the crop of uh, tight ends Florida has right now, but it doesn't mean they can't be threats in the passing game, especially if the run game's working uh, in Florida and you sneak these tight ends behind you know a, a, a rush defense that's you know, a defense that's expecting the run game to come. That's when these tight ends can kind of sneak out for some big plays uh, when you look at it that way. So very very deep room. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what Odom and Elksness can bring to the table. I think we've seen flashes of, uh, you know, what uh, Gamble and, and uh, Zipper can bring to the table. Zipper, uh, he's probably one of the most interesting players on the team uh, to me. Very athletic tight end. I think he can do some damage uh, with the ball in his hands after the catch as well. I'm still kind of waiting for that, uh, you know, the tight end pitch inside shovel play that we saw with Aaron Hernandez back in the day. That's the kind of play I'm looking for with now Emery uh, as the quarterback. That's the kind of play I'm looking for somebody like Keon Zipper to get involved in uh, in a run after the catch style uh, type of play there. So you know, maybe more, more in the H-back uh, role for, for Zipper, lining up in the backfield just a little bit as well as a lead blocker uh, in, in some situations as well. So Zipper, more, more of the one eh, – one of the more interesting – prospects i think for the gators going into fall camp and ahead of the 2021 season so all right that would do it for this episode of gators breakdown thanks a lot of you out there for uh hanging on i uh, had a you know technical glitch there this is part two of the episode here i'll stitch it all together i'll delete these uh here but i'll stitch it all back together uh for everybody who hadn't got to watch it yet uh if you were just Watching the, if you're just listening to the podcast version, you'll never even know if, if I didn't say anything. But uh, everybody, thank you out there. So glad you uh, got, got, got to hang, uh, hang back out with us for part two here uh, after that no little technical glitch there. So, all right, that'll do it. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys, build out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.